Is hell a choice? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelists Han and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Lay, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Later in the show, you'll hear from Howard Storm, who was on our previous show, who was an atheist who died and found himself in a place like hell. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, I believe there was a heaven and a hell, but I always felt like I was such a good person. In fact, I thought it was like an angel that, you know what, I'm going to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. But to be honest with you, as I started getting older, I was doing things that I knew were not right. And I thought, well, now what? I've totally ruined my track record. How will I ever get to heaven now? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of us can think that way where we think we're good people, but the older we get, we begin to realize, boy, I'm really not that good. And Mm -hmm. why? Well, because God gave us a conscience and our conscience witnesses to us that we are not obeying all of God's laws. You know, God set up his laws, his commandments, and he expects us to obey that law. Mm -hmm. And when we don't, there's natural consequences or destinations. Mm -hmm. So the question is, is hell a choice? Well, it's kind of like this. When someone breaks a traffic law or someone does something where they owe a lot of debt, is the consequence a choice? Not necessarily. The choices were made to get to that point. But when the consequence comes the consequence is going to come. You know what I mean? You're sorry. It's like, well, I don't want to be in debt anymore. I'm sorry. You're going to be in debt. I don't want to get that ticket. I'm sorry. Slap. Exactly. There comes the consequence. Mm -hmm. So is hell a choice? It's more of a consequence. But when Jesus came, he lived a perfect life and he died on the cross. He took our place. The Bible says, he who believes in the son, and that's Jesus, has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. That's in John chapter 3, verses 36. What that basically means is that Jesus came and offered us eternal life. And he said, listen, I took that consequence. Do you want to give it to me and follow me? And we can say, no, I don't want to. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't need that. I don't want you to tell me what to do. Okay, that's fine. But then the same consequence or that wrath will still abide on that person Mm -hmm. and they'll have to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. God so loved the world. He gave his only son. Whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. He will take care of your sin problem if you call out to Jesus. Let's hear from Howard Storm after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. And joining us is Howard Storm. He was with us on our previous show, and he was sharing with us how he is a former college professor who was really good at art, and he was just doing a great job in life for himself and had money, was married, still felt pretty empty. At 38 years old, when he was out of the country, he had his duodenum rupture and ended up dying. And he found out that there is life after death. And during that time, he experienced darkness and he experienced torment. People were taking him down a dark road and he didn't know what to do. He realized his life was pretty empty on this earth. And we're going to find out more. Let's welcome to the show. Howard, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Kathleen, for inviting me. Yes. So I understand in this midst of just feeling like, wow, what did I do in my life? You felt like you mistreated your family, your friends, your students. You weren't as good as you could have been. 
and, and you a were cesspool. in this yeah cesspool, and you finally went back to Sunday school, and that was the only hope you had. And you called out to Jesus. You saw a big bright light, and these hands that lifted you out. Tell us what happened after that. Well, he held me up against him and filled me with his love, which is beyond description because it's so much greater than any experience of love that we have in this world. And we just lifted out of there and we were going through space very rapidly. And we were moving towards what at first I thought was a galaxy, but then I quickly realized that it was where God lived, it was heaven. Uh-huh. And I felt so terrible. And I thought to myself, I'm such a piece of filth. He's made a terrible mistake. He should put me back where he got me. Yeah. And we stopped outside of heaven. And he said to me, we don't make mistakes. You belong here. And I uh-huh. said, how'd you know? Because I only thought that. I didn't say it. And he said, I know everything you've ever thought. And then wow. I said, that makes me really uncomfortable because I've thought a lot of things that <laughs> I don't want you to know. And he laughed and he thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. And we started conversing. He was so easy to talk to. And then he told me that he had some beings that he wanted me to meet. And I referred to them as angels. They came around us and he said that they had recorded my life and they wanted to show me my life. So we went over my life. The lesson of this whole life review was really simple, that God had created me to be a compassionate person, to care about other people. It's that simple. Wow. Love God, love your neighbor as yourself. And I didn't think that was important at all. I thought what I wanted was important. And so I was manipulative and hypocritical and thought the only thing I needed to do was take care of myself. And it made Jesus and the angels very, very unhappy. That that's what I was doing in my life. And when it was over, I was glad. Wow. And he asked me if I had any questions. And I said, I've got many questions. So I asked him everything I could think of to ask him and everything. I asked, he answered, and he took me places and showed me things and gave me a completely whole new understanding of life wow. and what the world's about. Well, you know, there are people who don't believe in God listening right now. And they're thinking, wow, if I could just talk to God, I'd ask him this, this, and that. And you being a former atheist and really just becoming a believer when you died, what were some of the questions you asked that he will allow you to share with us the answers to? Well, I asked him, why is there war? Why is there evil? What was it like when he was alive? Why did he make me the way that I am? What's the future going to be like? And of course, the most important question I asked him was when he told me I had to come back to this world at the end of all this, I asked him, what did he want me to do? And he told me what he wanted me to do. Wow. Tell us some of those answers, if you don't mind, just so we know and can understand a little bit more about who God is. Well, some of the things that he told me, God wants everybody to come to heaven, but he won't make anybody go to heaven. So people that do their best to love God and to be a compassionate person get to go to heaven, and people that choose not to do that don't go to heaven. So they get to go to a place where the other people that are selfish or cruel or indifferent to God, they go there. And the thing that makes that place so terrible, God doesn't make it terrible. It's the people down there, because there's no restraints down there. There's no law. There's no order. There's just a hierarchy of cruelty. Mm. And so they just torment each other all the time. And there's a lot more to hell than I saw. I saw enough that I know all I need to know. Mm -hmm. But God wants everybody to live lives of love and hope and faith. And God has been sending teachers and prophets since the beginning of time. And then finally, God pulled out the big one. And God came to us in the person of Jesus and showed us and told us 
exactly what we need to know and do. And anyone that puts their trust in that is going to heaven, no matter what they've done. Yeah, because, I mean, we can live good lives. There are many people who live good lives, but the key ingredient is we need Jesus, just like you. Even though you did a few nice things, overall, you (sighs) felt like you weren't doing that good. You didn't measure up. But it was the moment you called out to Jesus that he pulled you out of that pit. And that's what we need to do, right, is call out to Jesus. So no matter how good or bad we are, we have that opportunity to be rescued. Is that right? Absolutely, because we should strive to do good and be good, but our goodness is not all that good compared to a holy God. We Mm -hmm. need a Savior. Anyone who thinks they don't need a Savior is so misguided, so mistaken. We all need a Savior. How are you going to go to heaven unless Jesus comes and takes you there? How are you going to get there? Mm-mm. You don't know how to go to heaven, and you certainly don't deserve to go to heaven. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. Why do you think that you got that opportunity, Howard, where some people die and they may end up in hell? Do you think people chose that direction? They wanted to just say, I don't care, I'm staying here? You know, because people wonder, will everyone get that opportunity? I don't know. I think God would offer people some opportunity, but I was fortunate because, one, I'd gone to Sunday school as a child, so that seed had been planted in me. You know, a simple childlike knowledge of Jesus, whom I loved when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, critical. I mean, I never would have called on Jesus if I hadn't known about him. Right. And then, unbeknownst to me, I found out later, there was a nun that I'd had in a class, and she'd been praying for me every day and had all the nuns in her content praying for me every day for 13 years. Wow. And so I think that that was really powerful. Amen. Wow. And I think the other reason was is that God wanted a person to testify to the truth about heaven and hell and Jesus. Wow. And I've been doing that for over 30 <laughs> years now. Oh. That is so powerful. And there are people who need Jesus, and we're going to pray for them right now. And I'd like to have you back on to talk a little bit more about God's love and what you felt and how people can overcome certain things in their life. Because I know you're not afraid of death. People who die and come back, they're not afraid. So if you could join us to share some secrets of life and how to live this life out, that would be wonderful. Great. All right. Thank you. Well, you know, some revelations that come through this is because, yes, we're learning through a person's experience, but, you know, his experience actually matches up with what the Bible says. He said that his revelation is that hell is a choice, that it's not only real, that's one, but that it's a choice, it's a default. And, you know, the Bible it even says in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. God has given us that choice, and that choice is here right now. You know, you ask, are all people going to get that opportunity? According to the Bible, this is the opportunity right now. You know, don't wait for a maybe later. Make that choice now. And what is it? God openly extends his hands. And I love what he said. We need a savior. For someone who thinks that they don't need it, they're greatly misguided. And it's almost like, you know, I'm going to be a professional baseball player, but I don't need no coach. Yeah, you need a coach. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to get into heaven, how much more so you need a Savior. Someone is going to get there because you can't do it. Jesus, we call upon your name. We need you as our Savior. So I'm praying right now with those who are listening and saying, I don't know if I have that spot. I don't know yes. if I have that Savior. Just pray this with me, my friend. Jesus, Jesus, be my Savior. Be my Savior. I receive you. I receive you. I believe in your name. I believe in your name. I know you died on the cross for me. You died on the cross for me. So that I can know you. So I can know you. 
and know my purpose. And know my purpose. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. Join us next time for Real Life.